0: Welcome to Marathonist, the official podcast of Great Legs Stainless, episode 20. This is Paul, Mike, and Trav. And on this episode, we have Jace Ashwell, who is an operations coordinator with Goodwill. In the background, you hear a brand new etching laser going crazy. What's it What's it cutting uh, uh, out? It's etching a
1: uh, yeah, well, it an out. award for the uh, Dan Morley, I don't know, something for the Mountain Bike Association.
2: Cool. It's a major hey, award. volunteer uh, of the award. There you go. Oh, it's award. a major award. Yeah. That's that's straight from a Christmas story. It's a major award. I I don't remember that. Which part is that? It's when he wins uh wins the leg lamp. It's a major ah, award. That was an award, that's right. Could be anything in there. That's right. Could be a bowling alley.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nope. it's <laughs> right. a lamp. How's the week going guys? Big vacation week next week, so I know it's we're all right, right. right, yeah. I'll, I'll be here. You'll nice. be here? I will be here, Yeah, Paul and I. Yeah. And I think two other people. Yeah? In the office? Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, what are you going to be doing next week? <laughs>
2: Nothing.
0: <laughs> there you go. I'm going <laughs> to so be doing whatever shitty? I want. Yeah? Yeah. I've been hearing a lot about this uh, transcendental meditation. Like, not not like hippy-dippy, but it's essentially relaxation technique to clear your mind. Yeah? But I'm seriously considering it because I am getting stressed.
2: Really? <laughs> yes.
0: Just typical holiday... Family conflict bullshit. You know, set up like a hug appointment for later today, or uh, I, yeah, let's do okay. that. Yeah, twenty seconds to get that oxytocin rolling, right?
1: I just pictured you, you know, a clip of Paul oh, like yeah. this with the with the screaming chaos going around Dude, and the, whatever, holidays, yeah. the holidays. The holiday screaming chaos we all uh, do with you in your eastern pose. You yeah. know, your middle finger on your thumb, your legs what, crossed. Whatever
2: yeah. it takes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's about how I felt last night got home from work and the dogs had opened up a couple Christmas gifts, eaten a few Christmas ornaments, This <laughs> one escaped from a kennel. <laughs> so literally, they actually escaped from it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gotten out the door before. I don't know how he I think he and the other dog, the other dog helps him open the door to the oh, kennel. Oh, I would not be surprised. But Something this one, bad. he actually took the back panel of the kennel. And laid it down. Oh, so yeah, he's learned stuff. how to use like a screwdriver. Yeah, well. yeah I don't know okay. how he did it. Uh, he used a lever of some sort. Um, <laughs> so it's like, he, the, is it kind of clips over the? Yeah, clips yeah. over. Clips over. Yeah, he probably
1: figured if I, you know, if I push here, push up here, here and there. pull here. Yeah, that was laid out. Right. And uh, time. yeah, just
2: roll the toilet paper, uh, strewn across the living room floor. A hairbrush, a hair clip. Um, a couple presents had been opened. One had been thoroughly chewed. And uh, a few ornaments. He likes the Christmas ornaments. That was my night. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, we had uh, our boxer pit mix. Got a hold of... The kids do like this Christmas bazaar at school where they buy gifts for family members. Mm-hmm. And my son had bought a stuffed... Little stuffed puppy for my daughter. And the da dog got a, Unwrapped it, got a hold of it, took the nose off. And of course, he's he's inherited my rage issues. So he just... <laughs> you know, just, I don't know, boy, I feel bad for him, you know. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, then five minutes later, him mm. and his sister were fighting, so
2: whatever. I forgot about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. 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 The holidays. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, I want to
0: bring up something that happened to me this morning. A little creepy. Do tell. I think you know. I think I do. <laughs> was,
2: this is dude, a low point for
0: me. I <laughs> had <by laughs> a big brother moment. <laughs> With Travis in the stall next to me, uh, you know I'm in the stall doing my business, killing time, and Travis sends me a video. I didn't know he was next to me in the stall. <laughs> All it is is like a five-second video of my feet. <laughs> I'm like, what? Is this? Oh, I'm so proud of myself. Oh, it's so <laughs> good. I was, yeah, I'm just sitting there and I'm watching. It. I'm like, it's like one of those. You remember in. Um, Spaceballs, where they put in the video, and it's the video <laughs> yeah, of the that, movie. Yeah, yeah. I was like that. I almost like turned around. I'm like, <laughs> dude. And he starts
1: laughing.
0: <laughs> oh, God. oh so well
2: done. Thank you. Well thank you. done. That That's was a, uh, not fun. one of my classroom moments. Man, i was so proud of that. I'm, oh, so like, so good. Good. I'm like, those are Paul's feet. Yes. <laughs> that was such a good joke. That was so good. Legitimately, oh, right. I had a, just a what. The and then it was just a matter of pulling the pin on the grenade when I hit the send button and just like waiting. <laughs> yeah. See how long it's get, how long does it take for the video to get yeah. there. Oh, I mean, How'd you know he way. was
1: looking at his phone?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just, yeah right? Uh, people, people go to the bathroom without looking at their phone? Yeah. What? That's a thing. What, uh, what the hell are you do? do you do? Just sit there? Sit <laughs> in the
1: I, went to, I went to the bathroom off of my phone. There's two hundred and ninety seven tiles
2: on the floor of <laughs> Exactly. <bachelor's laughs> yeah. Read the back of that suave bottle five <laughs> times. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know what else you doing do in there
2: now. What
0: oh. about the guy in China that had like a, he ended up with a, he did that so much for so
2: long, he ended up with a prolapsed anus. It's not a joke. I mean, it kind of I mean, is. moderation is, you know, yeah. everything in moderation. This is what happens. Right. Lesson learned. Yeah. yeah. So. To all I'm you out there listening, to all, right. to all you out there still listening right. after this <laughs> intro.
1: Uh, just take that to heart. I, I can just feel I can feel Jace's excitement about the episode just like
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's like this is not what we discussed. <laughs> this is my intro. <laughs> this is not what we dis not what this is no.
0: about. Great <laughs> segue, Mike. Great yeah. segue. So. we did have uh, Jace Ashwell from Goodwill on. Uh, now it's turning to winter for today's the first day of winter. And so we wanted to bring him on and bust some myths about homelessness. Uh, And tell everybody what you can do as a citizen to help out with the issue, and just bring out about a little more understanding. Uh, The big, uh, I think, one of the big takeaways I took from it was if you see someone on the street, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, I don't want to talk to them because they're just going to ask for something." He said, "Just say hi. You know, treat them like a person." I mean, bottom line, you know, you don't obviously don't have to give them anything, you know, but just treat them like a person because they're used to. 24 uh, 7 being treated like subhumans or second class citizens and you know they're yeah. still people yeah so um, I was
1: impressed I was impressed too with Jason. he's obviously very passionate about his job and yeah what he yeah does. so obviously it's, uh, really nice to see it's, it's fun to be around people who are like that passionate about what they do and yeah you know it's really, good really engaged and committed to it so it is
0: it's good to see that I, I was just talking with my daughter who works there as a like a housing. um like house yeah, housing placement specialist or something. <clears throat> I'm not sure of the exact her title, but I was surprised to see how much blowback Goodwill gets and how it meant like people are like, Oh, you just you guys are just thieves like any other charity, you just take the money, you don't really do anything with it and well you know, and they'll cite Well this one goodwill in you know, Florida did this this one time fifteen years ago, so you suck. And it's like well that's like saying that, you know, I had a I had a bad whopper at a Burger King in Jackson, <laughs> Mississippi, in 1986. Therefore, I don't. Oh, well, why
2: Mississippi? Uh, I don't know. i don't know. It's in the South. We don't know how the South is. Oh, oh. And I could oh, say that. that's wow. my experience. Wow, that's wow. where I'm from. So.
0: No, so it's just I was really surprised to see that how many people are just, you know, one of those things where it's like you don't, you don't have, really that much exposure, and it's just. Like everything today, you read a headline, and it's like yeah. that's truth. It applies to everything, so that's unfortunate. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. It was nice to see. He obviously he really cares, and uh, people there that work there really care. So, made me feel a little better about the, the situation. And obviously, it's still there, and we all can play a part. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, well, for sure. So, are we uh, we still hiring? Or are we full for the season? Yeah, we're
1: at, uh, we're always looking for good people, Paul. So there we go. We don't have any urgent open position needs right now, but always looking for good people. Want to make cool stuff and you
0: know be yeah. part of a great team. So yeah. Like, yeah, If you're a welder, just come on by. Show us what you got. You know for sure. It's mm-hmm. so, a uh, careers tab on the website, You can like, find us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, the email mirror finish at greatlakesstainless dot If you have any anything you'd like to tell us about uh, pertaining to the podcast or anything really, uh, still didn't get any emails since last time. Check mm-hmm. the spam so box. I, or I'll or, do that. Check the spam I'll
2: box. Do that. Again, some of them might be in there. Again, again.
1: <laughs> I'll do that again. We broke eighteen hundred plays though. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: so. awesome. Yeah. Take it's that, Cherryland. 17 more than we thought when we started. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Cherryland. I'm going to start, I'm gonna
0: start oh, with it's a, a, a feud. We're just for Cherryland to
1: watch it. Hey yeah, Tony, Tony Anderson uh, got the um, Chambers Distinguished Service Award. Did he? This year, yeah. Yeah, pretty big oh. honor. Well deserved by him. So congratulations nice. yeah. to Tony. Nice. We hope that doesn't bump your numbers on the podcast. Nah,
0: we're still going to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> Is he on that, their podcast? I, I,
1: should. I, I don't know. I don't want to listen to it because I'll bump their numbers. A good point.
2: <laughs> Crap. Somebody email us and let us know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: because we're not going to listen to it. Ooh, yeah, I keep driving by there to steal them solar panels and um, God, I want to get those. I know a guy that did that at his house.
2: He's a bunch of property mm-hmm. and he, he put a bunch up and now he gets paid. I mean, one, of, one of my friends just put them on her house. She yeah. just bought a house and they finance it, but basically, what they do is they basically make your payments what they estimate you'll save on your electric bill. Okay. And I think it's like, I want to say it's like 15 years before they're paid off or something like that. Yeah. But once they're paid off, you know. Yeah. Well, I and mean, they're
1: worn out, and you probably got to replace them. You got to
2: replace them, then you finance I'm for another Just kidding. Years. I, don't, no. I
0: have no idea. Well, but that, by that time,
2: they'll be a lot cheaper.
0: Well, what's nice is that the, like, well, no, Grand Traverse County has been doing it, but Benza County now is subsidizing it. So it's a yep. zero-cost insula- installation. Mm. And, mm. yeah, they reduce your bill by the amount you generate. And if the amount you generate is more than your bill, then they pay you. And that's where he's at right now. Because he's got, I would say, it's probably, uh, it's got to be three or four acres. Oh, well. Wow. Of uh, solar panels? Yeah. That's a big installation. Yeah, no, you know what? No, it can't be that much. It's probably two, but still. Hey, what? Uh, two acres. I think it's just a couple acres. But, yeah, and they've got... a freaking big house and a couple of barns and stuff and yeah he said they haven't paid a power bill in over a year you're not going to use the land for anything why not yeah you know yeah, exactly that's what i'm saying i just got to figure out a good place to put it because my i got kind of a weird setup a freaking hill behind my house and so we can't put them on my house my roof because it they the back of a house faces south and that's, that's where trees, in this yeah. latitude is where you need to put them. they need to face south I think it's like the latitude plus 15 degrees is the angle that the panel goes. But, yeah, it's a hill and it's full of trees. So,
2: freaking the back doesn't get any sun in the winter. All right. That'd be like if I put them up in my house. It'd just oh, yeah. it be you a waste of money.
0: I don't get any sun up in no, my house. No, you massive oaks that yeah. just cover everything. Yeah. Which just kind of nice, I mean. Maybe the moss would grow on them. There you go. You know? Just turn into a moss farmer? Yeah.
2: Ooh, algae and make biofuel. Exactly. That's what you're We actually just quarter a job. What's What's funny, Mike? I don't, I don't see the... <laughs> Let's keep this train. Let's keep this train off the tracks for a second. We actually quoted a job where there's a bunch of walls and it's all um, living moss. From really, ah, uh, Finnish reindeer moss. Finished reindeer moss. Yeah, like living walls. Like, like, yeah, finished reindeer moss. You get like different colors or That's whatever. But awesome. you can do walls. that do like ceiling, um, ceiling features that hang down from the ceiling with the moss growing on the bottom of them. I love
1: it. Yeah, it's are yeah. a well-known, well-known national uh, it's to financial Wells Fargo institution. So yeah.
2: That's what the job was. Oh, okay. Wells Fargo. Yep. yep. All right. Yeah, we we're trying to talk try Harrison. I was
1: trying to keep there. that subliminal. Travis, oh. you know? Ah. You know, see, try oh. it. I just, oh. Apparently, didn't yeah, that it
0: didn't anymore. work. No. I don't you say it out loud. Yeah.
1: <sighs> well, I said it really quickly, and quietly, and in, in the sense, you know, oh, well-known, sure. well-known national yeah. coffee financial Wells Fargo yeah. institution. Ah, uh, so, gotcha.
2: I. Sorry, totally missed it. Sorry. Right.
1: Right. That means I screwed it up. Oh,
2: That's cool. That's yeah. really. Yeah. Cool. I was trying to talk Harrison into doing his bathroom floors in it. <laughs> that would be a good idea. If he's, like, soft, <laughs> it, You would never have to water it,
1: you get out of the it. shower. You know, if you, you never, if, if you never clean your bathroom floor,
2: it might occur naturally. It might occur naturally. Uh, mossy bathroom mossy floors. Mossy bathroom floors.
0: That, I don't know, that nauseates me. It's reindeer moss,
2: Paul. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's supposedly really soft. I'm uh, sure There's a whole website, I mean, where you it. buy it. That is, that is cool, though.
0: Really? I think it is.
1: Yeah, that's Not way. that it's cool, but you, you can, can buy, buy There's a There's a reindeer, Finnish reindeer moss. What What's that? You can
0: buy human skin wallets, so I'm sure. Ah, uh, that's, that's, that makes me queasy. Yeah. It, no, was a company out in uh, England. Oh, a
2: company? I thought you just knew a guy. No. <laughs> no. I thought it was like a booth at the old <laughs> engine show. No, no, they take farmer's market. <laughs> farmers <laughs> The farmer's
0: market? The old engine show. Human <laughs> skin wallets.
1: Human skin
0: wallets. Right next Get to Get your the, snake oil and human skin yeah, wallets. Right next to the magnetic bracelets and the. <laughs> the the no-brand screwdrivers at the yep. break if you look at them. Yep, the custom leather belts.
2: Yes. Get your name on this one.
0: No, they're like, yeah, it's a company out of the UK. They use cadaver skin. And it's, I think it's, that like, is just horrible. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's like thousands of
0: dollars for a wallet. It's like, yeah, all right, but... Uh. Thousands of dollars in one soul. Yeah, <laughs> i will probably bottle the soul for you and sell it.
1: Uh, no, it's just uh, it's, as soon as you buy a human skin wallet, you've sold your soul to something. I, I think, yeah, I, I, I think you've stepped over the line. <laughs> you said, oh, I right, agree. Yeah. I don't think there's any coming uh, back from
2: that. No. no. I think you start to have to wear a trench coat, dye your hair black. <laughs> Driving a black Lincoln. Yeah, black Lincoln. Do right. you,
0: you know, stay, stay inside. Pale no, side. yeah, because that, that will ruin any possible relationship if that ever comes up. You know, okay. Any possible healthy relationship? Yeah. Well, yeah,
2: that's true. Hey. So it's what? Well, it's human skin. Yeah. Thanks. Pardon? <laughs> right. Check, please. You want to feel it? Sorry. You want to feel it? <laughs> oh, I think Boy, this... what part of the what part of the body do you think that skin came yeah. from? See that corner? That was psoriasis. <laughs> that was psoriasis. it's interesting.
0: Oh. Did you have melanoma?
2: Oh, oh. God. <laughs> Oh, oh it's man. It's like he was bit by a dog as a child. I
0: wonder, <laughs> I wonder if that's an option. If you can get, like, you know, for an extra 50 bucks, it comes
2: with a tumor. like the milk oh, milk. Oh, oh, good God. Tumor or a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a Friday.
0: Oh, man. Merry Christmas, everyone. Think, yeah. yeah oh my god sweet dreams. Right, sweet dreams and remember to subscribe rate and review and support <laughs> five stars oh wow yep five stars please you
1: don't even have to say anything uh, yeah we gotta wrap this up I just saw my ski wax holder for dump that bike I'm super excited about it
0: alright alright cool here's episode 20 with Jace Ashwell
1: yes and also great like saying this love south everyone from it and everyone in it that's
0: right
2: Saudi's getting serious.
0: Wax. Now I want Dan to design a wax holder for me. A what?
2: Wax holder. Really up you, that bug stuff. What do you need wax for? Chain? No. Body hair.
0: Oh, that's gross. All right. Hey, we're
2: bikers.
1: We shave her legs. you legs. not aerodynamics. Know. Yeah, that's yeah, it's aerodynamics. Yep. Okay. Aerodynamics. And it's also for after you crash and rip off half your skin so you don't have to deal with hair and the bandages. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's another. Actually, probably even more significant reason. to
0: show I only
2: like the fat bike hairless. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. You're fat bike hairless. I would fail because I got man, some. Yeah. It'd be like
2: a parachute. I got so much body hair. Yeah.
0: Not. I mean, you wear clothes, right? So that's not clothes. <laughs> I've been doing it wrong this whole time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a swimmer. You do. do you something. do have a lot of body hair, Paul. Yeah. Yes. You Ever thought about getting waxed?
0: Um. I have. Have I? I think my ex did my eyebrows once and it was excruciating.
2: Not like your back or anything like that? Yeah, close
0: it yeah. oh, Perfect. No, 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 no. Laser. Name your price. <laughs> okay. <laughs> engraving laser? We'll try it out on that.
2: No, 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 no. Just name your price. Hmm. I, but oh. What, what if we pay to have it done? Oh. Oh, and then record it? Well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: Anything for the company. That's so what I like to hear. Awesome. <laughs> Jason, this is Travis. Hey, how's everything going? Jason. nice to meet you. already met Mike. Mike's got a, uh, he's got responsibilities, you know, as the yeah, as nice. the president.
1: Right. So I'll tell you, presidenting. One of these uh, days, we're gonna, presidenting
2: can be hard work. One of these days, we're gonna actually going to hook that <laughs> monitor up to the network. Hook what? Hook that monitor up to the network <laughs> just <laughs> just to see what he yeah. really does. No, just you know, see along, what he really along, does. Allow him to get on the <laughs> server. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) it's all smoking ears. (laughs) Oh, come on,
1: that's not true. I'm looking at the job number. It's
2: got an array of buttons down there for you know the phone to ring. I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's all staged. staged.
0: You walk in and say, I got, I got, I got a you know phone call, and he's like slamming the button underneath (laughs) the table. I got a phone call. more I try and do stuff
1: myself, the more I realize why I figure most of it done. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> oh,
0: boss, that's not true. <laughs> that's, that's Paul. You're really getting that's the hang awesome. of this. Sweet. Alright, well the, um, so obviously I wanted to kind of have you here going into the yeah. winter months and um, just wanted to kind of bust some myths about um, homeless. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my daughter works at Goodwill and I figured if anybody around you'd be a Good resource for that. So, what? Um, first of all, what what brought you up here uh, to begin with? You're not, you know, from here, right? No, yeah, I'm okay.
3: from uh, Columbus, Ohio. Um, okay. I'm actually from Cleveland, Ohio, I like to say, and then but was born or grew up in Columbus. Okay. Uh, my wife is from this area, so I met my wife. Um, right. She and I both attended Ohio State University together but she was born up here and has all of her family up here and so we came back up north because of how beautiful it is up here yeah so for Sure. absolutely
0: and what'd you do in columbus though?
3: yeah so columbus i spent uh seven and a half years working for goodwill down in columbus running a workforce development program for adults with developmental disabilities so we were working with adults um, who needed a little bit of help with some job training maybe a little bit with some social skills And really, just needed a little bit of a push in the right direction to find what they were passionate about. Okay. Um. And what we did is we helped them find jobs where they would be successful. We helped them kind of unlock what their passion was and hook them up with the uh, with a job that would be a good fit for their needs.
0: Okay. And is that kind of what you went to school for, that kind of thing?
3: Um. No, actually,
0: not at all. Okay.
3: Uh, (laughs) No, my degree is actually in Hebrew, believe it or not. Really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you um, know, anytime you're working with languages and different cultures, I think um, you know you you learn to think about things differently than the way you than the way you grew up, right? Sure. So when you're working with different languages, different cultures, different people groups, um, it gives you the opportunity to just expand your horizons a little bit mm-hmm. and to think about things differently. So when I was growing up, um, you know, I grew up in a suburban city in Columbus kind of homogeneous type of type of environment. Um, got to college, started learning. Uh, you know, there's just more out there than than what your family experience is. And sure. So I developed a real passion for working with people who were different than me and mm-hmm. realized that yeah, I just loved working with people, especially those who were disadvantaged um, individuals who grew up without a lot of um, support in their own lives. I uh, just felt a real passion for mm-hmm. seeing them. be successful and and there's nothing better than seeing someone who spends most of their day um, feeling like they are less than human um, for seeing them have a human connection and seeing a a genuine smile on their face there's nothing that's more rewarding than that so all
0: right so it was more the social experience in college and the educational that kind of steered you toward what you do now absolutely
3: so you know um like every Hebrew grad coming out of college, I had an endless supply of job opportunities in front yeah, of me. The <laughs> language, the Hebrew, <laughs> Hebrew, Hebrew company—they <laughs> yeah. were hiring a lot. I hear. No, unfortunately, they weren't. So, um, you know, yeah, no. For me, going to college is all about learning. I just okay. wanted to learn and grow as a, it grows a human being. Um, once I got to the end of it, I realized that I needed to make money to support a uh, lifestyle, to have a family. Sure. And so I started looking around, and like I said, you know, just uh, that passion for people, and especially for disadvantaged people, led me to goodwill, and have loved working with that population ever since. (coughs)
0: Okay. Yeah, so, you know, now it's getting to be winter. What is it like from the homeless perspective as winter approaches? Is it... You know, this kind of sense of foreboding, what am I going to do, where am I going to go? Yeah, so in the
3: five-county area, uh, currently, there's approximately 200 individuals, more or less, experiencing homelessness right now okay. uh, in the five-county area. So of those, uh, Goodwill, we able to provide shelter. At the Goodwill Inn, uh, last night, we had 75 individuals who okay. stayed with us. We also provide staffing support for Safe Harbor, and we had about another 60 individuals at Safe Harbor with us. So if you add that up, that gets you to about 135, which means there's about 65 other individuals right now who are either currently in the streets um, or, you know, living in campers or different things like that. Um, And as the, you know, weather gets colder, obviously uh, it becomes a little bit more difficult to survive and to thrive outside this time of year. So there is opportunity for them. You know, we have the Goodwill Inn, we have Safe Harbor. There are some places they can go. um, But for a lot of individuals, who have grown up in the system or had uh, experiences in the past with the system, sometimes um, it's very difficult to get them to come into a homeless shelter for a number of different reasons. Um, individuals experiencing homelessness tend to have trauma in their backgrounds. Um, and so if you're working with somebody who in the past has been taken advantage of by an authority figure, um, and maybe someone who doesn't have a lot of trust of in an, an authority, um, it can be a... a there can be a long time period between when you first make contact with an individual and building up the relationship and the trust to get them to actually come to receive your services.
0: Okay. Actually, you know, that 200 actually is less than I thought. I mean, obviously, one is one too many, but um, how does this area compare with other areas as far as, like, percentage of homeless to, to non-homeless? Because that was 200. I mean, I am not too to me that seems... I would expect have expected more. I don't know. I don't really have a frame of reference.
3: Yeah, so you know, demographically you're, you're talking about population comparing you know, different population samples, right? Yeah. So as far as from a percentage standpoint, now Trevor City isn't from a popul or from a percentage standpoint, you know, much more or less than the general population in Michigan, if you look at other areas. Okay. Um, so, no, you're not going to see much higher number, percentages of people in Detroit or Grand Rapids or Lansing experiencing okay. homelessness than up here.
1: Mm-hmm. They just have a lot more people. Yeah, they just and, have I, a lot and more I guess people. I was kind of curious how do, you, how do you determine the 200 number? I mean, how do you, how do you know that?
3: Yeah, so uh, like I mentioned, you know, currently just in our shelters last night, between the two that we have staffing at now, uh, there was 135. Mm-hmm. And Goodwill, we also have a street outreach team. Um, Ryan Hannon, you guys have probably seen him on commercials. Uh, He's our street outreach coordinator, and he and his team of six are actively out in the community on the streets, uh, making new contact with individuals experiencing homelessness. So we are connected to most of them. Um, through our street outreach, even if they're not actively receiving services through us in shelter. So I was just curious because I was
1: thinking, you know, some of the some of the homeless. I mean, they're basically living in their car for various reasons, and Absolutely. you know, I didn't. I would think it'd be hard. You know, some of those people aren't willing to. You know, they're ashamed of you know being homeless or whatever, and yeah. it may not be real quick to. You know, it might not be immediately apparent that, right. hey, you know. You no, you have to around with a shopping right. cart, but you know yep. they have been living out of their car for two
3: weeks because they got kicked out of their rental place. Yeah, I was actually I was, I was chatting with Brian about that this morning. He'll have individuals sometimes that he works with for years between the first time he makes contact with someone before he actually gets them to the place where they trust enough. Mm -hmm. that they're willing to come into a shelter situation. You think about it, you know, you come into a homeless shelter, you're coming with all your belongings on your back, and if you've been living homeless for two, three, four years by yourself, all of a sudden you're thrown into a shelter with 70 other people, 75 other people. That's a a terrifying situation to be put in. um, When, you know, before you had everything that was kind of safe and secure, and it was all yours, and, and now you're thrown into communal living, there's a lot of dynamics that we... You know that come with communal living. You know, sometimes you have those interpersonal relationships and, and cliques that start to develop, like you were back in middle school or high school. And, and that yeah. you know is not a fun time period for, sure. for anyone. You know, everyone likes to have their own space. Everyone likes to have kind of room to breathe. Um, and so, it, you know it can be difficult to get someone to come into shelter, even if they're currently out on the streets in this yeah. cold weather. So
0: anytime yeah, you get any group of people together, you end up with you know wherever you are, if it's church or work. You yeah, know, just saying. You're going to have conflict of <laughs> personalities,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Not that it ever happens in a No, I love it here. Bed, no. It's, no. It's, it's great. great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody it's, likes you all right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. 110% conflict-free. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, one thing we were talking that surprised me is you mentioned that in the winter, homelessness actually decreases. Mm-hmm. Why was that?
3: Yeah, so in, in Traverse City, specifically, you'll see homelessness decrease in the winter. Um, a lot of that is because you think about the um, real estate market here in Traverse City, the housing market. Okay? So during the summer, when, tourists, when tourism goes up, you have a lot of individuals who own homes that are renting those homes out. And during the summer, they'll, they'll raise the rates on those homes mm, on a month-to-month sure. in order to make more money during the summer months. And then you get to October, November, and they'll decrease the rental rates um, to a place, to a level where you know, some of the people we serve are able to afford that housing um, during the winter months. But then they get to May, and their rate gets tripled for rent, Gosh, and amazing. they're back on the streets again because they can't afford it. So. That's amazing.
0: Kind of the reason I asked you here was you know, there's so many myths, I think, Um, about homelessness what's like the number one is there a a number one that you hear all the time yeah
3: goodness I I wouldn't say there's a number one I hear all the time but there are a lot out there you're absolutely right you know the um you know people who are homeless they they choose to be homeless people who are homeless um are criminals people who are homeless use you know abuse drugs and alcohol and that's why they're homeless Um, so let's talk about some of those myths, right? So people who are homeless choose to be homeless. The only person I've ever met who chose to be homeless is someone who chose to be homeless because it was the best choice that was available to them at the time. So individuals who are escaping dangerous situations, you have women escaping domestic violence or, um, you know, we, there was a girl that we've been working with who, um, has been living with, a friend and this friend's dad and she has been paying rent through sex. Oof. Um and, and you run into those types of situations sometimes where yes the, the better choice in front of me at the time is homelessness. Okay. Um individuals who are homeless are are criminals. Well, that's just factually untrue. Statistically, every data point you look at shows that individuals who are homeless are far more likely to be the victims of a crime than they are to be the perpetrators of a crime. Um, And individuals who are homeless, you know, abuse drug and alcohols, or or drugs and alcohol. um, And... You know, I'd invite you to go take a walk around your neighborhood and count every five houses and, and you'll come to a house where somebody's using drugs or abusing <laughs> alcohol. That sure. there's, no, there's no higher rate of drug and alcohol abuse within the homeless population than there is in the general population. But you get you know, these themes on television shows and you get these headlines in newspapers that kind of perpetuate this idea that those who are homeless um, are homeless because of those reasons, uh, when in reality that's, that's just usually not the case.
0: What then does Goodwill actively do to combat homelessness in there?
3: Yeah, so Goodwill as a company, um, our goal is to create a community where homelessness is rare and short lived. Okay. okay, so when we think, when we talk about success as a program, there's a few factors that we look at. Okay. Uh, one of those factors being positive destination. Okay, so once someone comes into our shelter, um, are they leaving our shelter to go into a more permanent housing solution? Are they ending their homelessness? It's really, it's a pretty simple math equation. If you have someone who's homeless and that's the problem, what's the solution to that homelessness? It's finding them a home. So we call that positive destination, so we track that. Um, And then Goodwill, as an organization, we have um, a lot of individuals who work for us. We have funding we get from the federal government to provide housing navigation, is what we call it, Um, to where individuals experiencing homelessness, we can help them to do things like get their social security cards and IDs and birth certificates so that they can apply for a lease at an apartment. There's funding available to help with paying for those types of services we can help connect them with um, the federal funding that's available the housing choice vouchers um, that they might be able to utilize to help pay for that um, that permanent end to their homelessness and so when it comes to positive destination up here at goodwill in northern michigan uh, we actually just got our 2018 numbers back from the state of michigan and and we've found that here in Northern Michigan, Goodwill, we were having twice the success rate than the, than the um, average of shelters across the state of Michigan. Nice. So the wow. system we have in place up here yeah, is, is really working incredibly well. It's, it's really effective. So that's one of the ways we, that we step in is we want to we wanna end people's homelessness, so we want to look at positive destination. Okay? Okay. Another thing that we look at to measure success, another metric we look at is what we call recidivism. So once someone has ended their homelessness... We don't want them to come back to our shelter. Once they've left us, we want them to be successful in housing. Apart from us, we don't ever want to see them again, as so much as we love them.
0: Sure.
3: And, as a volunteer. Oh, exactly. there you go. Or an employee. And, and mm-hmm. I won't believe how many employees are working for me now who, who were guests of our shelter at one point experiencing homelessness. We nice. were able to help them get back on their feet, get into housing, and they came back to work for us. Um, so we look at recidivism, right? We don't want people who end their homelessness to get back into the system. So at Goodwill in northern Michigan at the end, in 2018, when it comes to families, we had a 92% success rate um, with recidivism. So 92% of the families that left our shelter, that we hooked up with Permanent Housing Solutions, they were successful in those solutions and they didn't you know, recycle back into the system they, they haven't come back since they left us nice. that's a huge huge success rate yeah, it is. Um, and then a third metric that we look at is once we've identified that someone is homeless and that we're an appropriate placement for them at the goodwill Inn, then how quickly can we move them off the streets and into shelter so that we can start working with them um, and that's kind of the third metric we look at so th- those are the three metrics really that we that we judge success on and so goodwill northern michigan those are the three things that we try to do to combat homelessness to make it short-lived once we've identified you're homeless we want to get you out of that situation as quickly as possible into our shelter once you're in our shelter we want to get you as quickly <coughs> as possible out of our shelter into a permanent housing solution and once you're in permanent housing solution we don't want to see you
0: again as much sure. as we love you yeah, yeah.
1: sure so what What's, what's, what do you find? You know, once you get somebody into the shelter and you're trying to, you know, move them into permanent housing, I mean, it's not just. I, I'm sure it's not just a matter of finding a house. That's just one of the challenges. What are what are some of the bigger challenges that that individuals or families face and mm-hmm. and successfully? yes yeah, uh, so moving you, to permanent housing. you know
3: you want to talk about another myth um let's that, that's that's one right there that really is the challenge mike it, it, honestly so we're a housing first program And the individuals that we serve, the majority of them have a job already, they they don't need a job, we're we're not a job development service. Um, There's a lot of other services out there that can help individuals who we serve who might have those addiction issues or might have alcohol issues, you know, there's addiction treatment centers, there's Alcoholics Anonymous, there's different services that can help them with with those types of things. our job at the end we, we keep it very narrow in our focus at goodwill, we help people who don't have housing find housing
0: okay.
3: um, and so yeah, some of those you know things like not having a birth certificate, not having a state ID, not having a social security card those are some of the things that might be uh, might we might have to navigate someone through um, but really it's about affordable housing <laughs> that we have a lot of individuals who I was at the Inn at 5 o'clock this morning and from 5 to 7 a.m. I've got families that are getting ready for school. I've got parents who are getting ready to go to work. I've got all of our singles wings are cleared out right now. We have, I think, two guests maybe at the Inn right now because of medical issues. Most of our guests are out working jobs in the community. They're, you're seeing them when you go to the grocery store or to the gas station. Um, but they just can't find housing that's affordable in this community. Uh, we were just talking about this last week. Right now, there's a house. There's a shortage of affordable housing in, in Grand Traverse County of about 350 units. We're about 350 units short of really um, ending homelessness in this community. Hmm. Um, and and so, to be completely honest, that that really is the the far and away the number one issue is that there's just not enough affordable housing available in this in this community okay yeah, so, yeah, I
1: mean when I look at
3: rental rates mm. yeah. yeah
1: I mean yeah. Yeah. just I mean it's more than my easily more than my mortgage yeah. payment oh, absolutely
0: and yeah you know, absolutely. I mean, I, Shelby and Josh are you know looking at moving out good luck yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean they can't afford it two people working full time yeah you know and she followed all the advice that you're supposed to follow go to college get your degree mm. and now you got yeah. five digit student debt and Good luck, but no, yeah, it's true. And I remember, Travis, you were telling me you saw something like a documentary about some yeah. program they were doing. Was it the West Coast or something like that? Yeah,
2: I think it was Sacramento, maybe okay. Sacramento or San Francisco. Where, in, yeah, it was it was a housing first program. Mm-hmm. You know, here's here's a house. And the success rate was so much higher than anything Mm -hmm. else.
3: Through the roof, yeah. When you practice that housing first model you're talking about. So Mike, to go back to your question, yeah, some of the individuals we serve do have addiction issues. Some of them are addicted to drugs, some are addicted to alcohol. It's the the minority, but it is some of the ones that we work with. But for those individuals, they are far more likely to be successful in overcoming those addictions if first we solve their homelessness problem. Uh, If we we give them a stable environment, give them a house to, that where, to where they know every night, at the very least, I know where I'm sleeping tonight. That right. provides them with the stability sure. to be able to go and tackle some of those more complex issues. Yeah. And, we, and when you think about it realistically, if you go back to your Boy Scout training or go back to your camp training, or if you go back to your college psychology class and you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs as human beings, right? We have this base level of, physiolo- of physiological needs that we all need to meet. All right, food, shelter, and water. That's the first thing that your Boy Scout a uh, true tells you when you're out in the sure. wilderness take care of food take care of water take care of shelter once those needs are met then you can start to think about kind of that secondary level of needs those psychological needs things like mental health issues and addiction yeah. issues but without that base level of need being met you're going to have a much more difficult time being successful at overcoming some of those uh psychological needs yeah. right. actually yeah. you know i mean I was in the back of my head i was thinking about drug and alcohol but
1: more i i expected uh um And I'm curious, like, how big of an issue is transportation because this is not a – although I think we're getting better and, you know, we're really involved with, uh, you know, Norte, you know, us personally and us as an organization here to help, you know, um, the non-motorized transportation, but – you know, if you want affordable housing in the Grand Travis area often that's not where anywhere close no. to where your job is. Well, most likely it's not. Yeah. not. Yeah. They're, they're and and I mean. how do you you know, and okay, yeah. so if they're at the Goodwill End, maybe they can either walk walk or bike to their job, you find a permanent housing. Well now they have to have reliable transportation to keep the car or you know, to keep sure. getting to the job so mm-hmm. they can stay in a stable yeah, situation. Yeah, you're
3: absolutely right. No, that's a great point, Mike. I'm glad you bring that up. Cause you're, so at the Goodwill, and we actually are on a bus route through for, for Beta. So you're absolutely right. When they're when our guests are staying at the inn, they have easy transportation in and around town. So the ability to get to their jobs without any issues because we're on that bus route. Um, we have a lot of individuals who... Centrally yeah, located and on the and bus route. So the bus rides
1: are of a reasonable... Exactly. A reasonable <laughs> a uh, duration. Because, yep. you know... I've, And, uh, you know, it's just a challenging environment. So, you know, uh, I don't mean for any of these comments to to disparage beta in any means. I don't really think it's great, but you know, some of them, if you're trying to go from an outlying area and even can get to the beta,
3: you just bought yourself a really long work day absolutely yeah, sure yeah you're absolutely right so you're right there is you know there's more affordable housing as you as you look further away through. my wife and I are going through this right now we're in the process of trying to buy a home up here yeah, yeah and, and we can buy a home that's <laughs> 900 square feet in 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 you know we're near Woodmere library that's the same cost as a home that's 2,000 square feet 2500 square feet here in Chums corner yeah um, and, and you're absolutely right that affordableness of your housing as you move forward Further and further away from the city, you know that's the the people who are homeless are not immune to those same difficulties that yeah. you know those of us who aren't homeless have to deal with. So.
0: Going house hunters, you'll have a instant budget of like a million and a half bucks. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that's it's 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 ridiculous. ridiculous.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, part of it is a lot of shot in Canada, so it's Canadian dollars. So oh, is it? Well, <laughs> yes, you're you were telling me you're, you're telling me so it's, it's, it's actually mm-hmm. only like nine hundred thousand dollars.
0: But you're telling me it's actually most of those homes they've already bought. Yeah, most of those it's homes, like, like the house
2: they buy, they've already, that's their house. It's it's all staged. Oh, it's yeah, just, all true. Brad, yeah. it.
1: Next thing, you're going to tell me everything I read on the internet isn't true.
2: No, it's all true, Mike. It's all true. Every word.
0: Every word. word. Uh, well, yeah, that's like the, that's the one joke, you know, they, what you say? It's like, yeah, he, he's,
2: he, uh, yeah, he washes dogs and yeah. she sells crystals. And Magic crystals, budget, $4 million. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, yes. Uh, that's crazy.
0: But yeah, that was, for me, that was one of the most ama- amazing things that I walked away with from our conversation. It seemed so obvious after the fact. But, you know, when you see someone on the street and you're like, why don't they just get a job? Why don't they just clean up? And it's like, they don't even have a roof.
2: Right. And when you yeah. say
0: it's like, well, when they have a place to go to every night. Yeah. Then, like I said, that provides the emotional and mental stability. that's like, all right, now, now.
2: yeah, sense of security. I can, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. there
0: you go, sense of security. This is, Absolutely. it's like so yeah. obvious when you, right. you know, but if everybody's trained by the media or whoever just to be like instant revulsion and instant yeah. judgment. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But even you know, I'm gonna I just think about that transport just because you can that yeah the transportation you can it's so hard mm-hmm. in this area to yeah. be without a vehicle. And vehicles can be black holes of money. I mean, you see that, yeah. you know, plenty yeah. of people here. You know, I trying to have a little extra grace because I've went through, you know, it a long time before I paid more than like thousand dollars for a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. they come with issues, you know. Yeah, kept rope in the front seat to tie the doors together so yep. they fly open whenever on corners yep. and things. Yep. <laughs> yep. The yeah I walked the day to work, and my water
0: pump went out. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm going through that nightmare with my Jetta right now. It just never seems to end. So yeah, you, you can't control it. Okay.
1: Yeah, but it could be, a, you know, significant, especially if you're under, you know, it is hard to make ends meet, even working, you know. Yeah, and if I, I didn't it have... Make $10 an hour.
0: My dad happened to have, he held on to an older vehicle that he had. He's like, I don't know. If I didn't have that, you know, I don't know. We'd have to, I don't know what I'd do to be able to get here. Travis would give you a ride. That's right. I just carpool. Hey, I just, come on. You're like four miles. Yeah, four. I'd give you a ride,
2: Paul. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> um,
0: so you mentioned other working with other uh, organizations or companies in the area. What are some of the places that you partner up with?
3: Yeah, so um, probably our biggest partner would be the Northwest Michigan Community Action Agency. Okay. okay? So NMCAA, uh, they are the group in northern Michigan where if you are currently homeless or about to experience homelessness... Um, we encourage you to call what we call the eight four four number. This gets you to NMCAA, the okay. uh, Northwest Michi- Michigan Community Action Agency, and they kind of act as the triage in the in the in the into the whole system. Okay. So um, anyone in the five county area, you call this number, you'll talk to one of our the intake specialists, and they will go through an interview process with you to refer you to whatever shelter or program um, is the most appropriate for your need, or they might help you find a solution to your homelessness that doesn't require you to come to a shelter, and and that's what we actually prefer. Okay. Okay. So they act as this kind of initial triage point, this intake point, and then they'll make the referrals over to us. So if you're homeless right now, um, you don't call the Goodwill in as much as, you know, we'd like to. We're, we're going to refer you to NMCAA. They okay. take care of that initial intake, and then they'll refer you back over to us.
0: Okay.
2: So, it makes, so my wife had mentioned the NMCAA. She mm-hmm. works at, a, at an AFC, a local okay. AFC. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, she was, I'm like, you know, I told, told her you were going to be on and stuff, and yeah. she she asked about, you know, some of the more underutilized programs, and that being one of them, she said, "Well, it's a great program, but it just seems to be underutilized. Not enough people know about it, and it, it really does help."
0: What's AFC stand for?
2: Adult Foster Care. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, Yeah. Right
3: on. Yeah, um, you yeah, know, we, we uh, work very closely with Safe Harbor. We're very thankful for the group of churches there that that run that facility that winter. Sure. Um, you know, emergency shelter. That's kind of that night by night. Um, we also partner very closely with Child and Family Services, especially this time of year, uh, from November to early December. Child and Family Services they run what's called the Paper Angels program. You may mm. have heard it on yep. the radio, yep, where they will partner with us and the families that we serve, and you know they'll send us a bunch of blank Christmas lists, and our families will fill out kind of the Christmas wish lists for the kids, and send them back over to CFS, and they'll. Uh, You call into CFS to Paper Angels, you'll get a list of signs you can go out and buy Christmas gifts for some of the kids at the Goodwill Inn. It's a really cool program. I'm actually heading over there this afternoon to pick up some more gifts. I was there nice. on Saturday during their big drop-off day, my wife and I, and it's just really awesome. You, know, you see these. What's what's the coolest is when you see these like classrooms of kids, or you, you see these kids who are you know seven, eight, nine years old, and they're coming in, logging, you know, hauling toys <laughs> and, and bringing the toys up front and talking about. Well, you know, the list said that this was a four-year-old girl. And I know when I, when I was four, this is the stuff I like to nice. play with. And, That's awesome. Yeah, you know, those are the types of stories yeah, cool. that, that warm your heart a little bit.
0: Well, we're at Salvation Army too, right? You guys yep. Yeah, we work
3: very close to the Salvation Army. They're the fiduciary in the state of Michigan for the HUD money that comes into the state. Um, f- and they distribute it to emergency shelters all across the state. And they're the ones that really hold us accountable. They're the ones who are kind of the bean counters in, in, the, okay. in the system. Um, so every month we send reports to them, you know, showing how many people we served, and then you know, yeah. they'll reimburse us accordingly. Well, so
1: that's effective. Yeah. I mean, can can get they're wing. an
3: army. So if you if you're not doing yeah. it, they send soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah,
1: absolutely. The yeah. soldiers man. of the Salvation Army yeah. can't yeah. get away from accountants anymore. right? I mean, after yeah, they took uh, on the
2: Salvation Navy and the Salvation Air Force. <laughs> it's pretty much just you know they
3: they are they have a monopoly now. They they're just monopolized it. Yeah. Oh man, no Salvation Army, they're great, man. They really are, and you know. I talk to people sometimes, and they 're a little bit concerned about like giving and and, and where to you know sure. how can how do you know you can trust a charity that yeah. they 're doing well and yeah. i'll tell you um, at goodwill we we have a lot of different entities third party entities that come in and, and look at everything that we 're doing. We just went through a big process here um, by an organization called carf they 're an accrediting service. Um, that comes in and looks at every aspect of our business. They look at our accounting department, at our senior leadership team, they look at our board, they look at our programs, and they judge us as a, as a company based upon 900 different criteria. Holy cow. And based on these 900 different criteria that we just got judged on, we just went through this process two weeks ago, they came back with one recommendation that, maybe <laughs> we, that we could probably improve our succession plan a little bit. We had one in place, but we can maybe improve the quality of our succession plan. They looked at all of our books, they looked at all of our funding, they looked at all of our programs, they talked to clients we serve, they talked to people in the community, they talked to board members, and they gave the biggest sample of approval they could give to what's going on up here at Goodwill and Northern Michigan.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's really important for people to hear because... You know, in this day and age, when you get emails and calls and scams and spam everywhere, you don't know. At some point, you're just like, you know what? I'm not going to give anyone anything because yeah. I'm tired of the phone calls. I'm tired of having to, you know, go on a research trip to find out right. if this organization is, is, you know, real or not. Mm-hmm. So, it's, unfortunately, that's just kind of wrecked everybody's view of charity.
3: Yeah. So, you know, we were talking with some of our store managers yeah. yesterday and they were telling me how sometimes they'll get people to come and complain about the prices in the Goodwill stores, right? And they'll say, you know, this stuff was given to you for free. You know, why, why are you guys charging so much? Why are you charging, you know, seven bucks for a, for a pair of jeans that was given to you for free? And as the manager was explaining this, he said, you know, what I tell them... So this wasn't given to us this was entrusted to us All right, yep. and there's value to this item and Good we're going to get the most out of this item that we can and we're going to put it back into this community here in northern mm-hmm. michigan so we've been entrusted with this donation we take it very seriously that we've been entrusted with these donations yeah. so anytime you donate to a goodwill you can be assured that we're taking very very seriously the donation you give us that there's a that there's a trust that you've placed in us to handle that with responsibility and that we're going to use whatever money we make off of that and we're going to put it right back into this local community sure. so this morning i was telling a story uh to and I'm actually i was on nine to ten news this morning telling a oh, story nice. about uh, an empty room that we have currently at the inn now it's not empty anymore because from the time i told the story this morning we brought in another family
2: mm-hmm.
3: but we had a family who was in our shelter last saturday and last Sunday, they were in our shelter. And then Monday, they moved into their own place. This family's been with us since late September uh, mom, dad, three kids a 17 year old, a two year old, and an infant. Okay. And through the supports that we were able to provide them through this transition of homelessness, you know, they lost their home in September. They, came, they moved into the inn. They stayed with us for a little over two months. Uh, We help them get social security cards, we help them go through the process of applying for an apartment, Um, we help move them into that apartment, and now on Christmas morning, here's a family in Traverse City that's going to wake up in a home you know we at the goodwill and we're, we're not anyone's home we, we provide a safe place where you can stay at night but we're not we're not anyone's home right. we're helping them find their home and now right. because of the donations that have been given to goodwill and that trust in the that the community's placed in us you know that that's a story that we're telling over and over again that there is our families that are waking up at the home christmas morning because of the work that we're doing and it's the work that our staff is doing it's the work that our frontline staff is doing it's the work that our volunteers are doing it's the work that our our accounting department does it's the work that our senior leadership does it's the work that our housing navigators do it's across the board this every person that works for Goodwill in Northern Michigan is committed fully to our mission of creating a community where homelessness is rare, homelessness is short-lived, and where there's not a single <coughs> person in this community that doesn't, work, that doesn't know where they're, where they're going to stay tomorrow night. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, well said. Yes. Um, now, I, I used to work with a guy who was active duty Army, and he worked with homeless vets in the area. And he mm-hmm. mentioned to me once that the majority of homeless in the Traverse City area, this was probably six or seven years ago um, that they were vets. Is that, I mean, is that true? Is there a high, that high percentage of?
3: So I'll tell you, from my experience, um, we have veterans in the area who yeah. are homeless, absolutely. Okay. Um, I would not say the majority of them okay. are homeless vets. Um, we, we actually have a lot of supports in place as, as a nation to help our veterans who are homeless. So we work very closely with the VA. There's another partner organization sure. we work very closely sure. with. Um, To where we actually have six beds at at any given time that are um, set aside for vets who Mm. are homeless to be able to as quickly as possible move them from the streets into shelter. And then we run a transitional housing program out in Gaylord that uh, is called Patriot's Place that is all for veterans. Oh, okay. um, so everyone who's sane out there is, is a veteran, and they also have incredibly high success rate at individuals who go into that, that program out there, that housing program, kind of creating this bond, this community, and then moving from that transitional housing into more permanent housing in the area. So um, Patriot Place is where we take care of our vets here um, in Traverse City. But, no, I wouldn't say that the majority of veterans okay. in the area are – or the, the majority of homeless in the area okay. are veterans, yeah.
0: Okay. Now, what about, like, uh, medical and law enforcement support? How closely do you guys work with, like, Munson or mm-hmm. uh, the police? or?
3: Yeah, we, we work very, very closely with, with all of those agencies. Okay. Um, you know, we, are, we have monthly meetings with staff at Munson – and with, um, with police officers, you know, I've been in several meetings with Chief O'Brien over the past couple of months. Um, they, they have a, we have a huge level of support from local law enforcement. Um, and like I said, we work very, very closely with Munson on uh, individuals, you're right, individuals who experience homelessness, um, they tend to have health issues. Okay. Uh, the, yeah. the average age expectancy for someone who's homeless is about 30 years less than for oh. the general population. Just that exposure to the elements really um, is is just difficult for the human body to go through. So we do work very closely with Munson um, on just making sure that individuals in the area are being cared for who are homeless. Uh, We also work very closely with the Grand Traverse Health Clinic. We actually have a nurse... That will go out with our street outreach and and individuals who are in the woods or underneath bridges um, She'll go out with our street outreach team and actually provide medical care to those individuals where they're at um, you know, where they' where they're staying when they're when they're not in shelter so uh, I, I got a question because you know yeah. I think
1: a lot of people when they think of homeless that's all they think about is somebody under bridges mm-hmm. or in a park or something, but what proportion of that when we 're talking about the homeless, the population that you serve or those mm-hmm. one hundred and thirty five i mean you know. I got to imagine that's not even close to a majority of what we're talking about. It's got to be a relatively okay. small percentage of the homeless population that actually fits that kind of stereotype. Am, am I correct?
3: Yeah, or? absolutely. So we talk about um, in, in within the field, we kind of have this term we use called chronically homeless. This is someone who has experienced homelessness for you know twelve months or more, or they've experienced you know four different times of episodes of homelessness over the course of a year, or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, But then we also have a lot of individuals who, you know, were working a job, living in an apartment, they lost their job, you know, and they're one or two paychecks away from from being on the streets, not being able to afford something. You know, we see a lot of that coming through. Um, We see, you know, individuals who may have gone through some type of trauma. Um, You know, there's a gentleman that we were working with over the summer, and he lost his wife and two daughters to a drunken driving accident. Um, oh, and you, you know, imagine like yeah. on a human yeah. level, like what that would do to somebody. Oh uh, yeah, I
0: mean, I got two kids, you know. I mean, yeah, you got four, mm-hmm. unbelievable, man. Yeah.
3: Be... So, uh. so you know, he ended up at the Goodwill Inn. Um, you know, he he kind of fought through his depression. Um, was able to move into his own place again in October. Yeah. Um, so you know, we, we there's all different paths leading to homelessness. Um, it, it's, it's completely immune to socioeconomic, um, religious, yeah. um, any type of ethnic racial, you know, you think about even just out in California right now, how many exp- oh. people are experiencing displacement and homelessness due to natural natural disaster sure. or after something like Katrina, you know, down mm-hmm. in New Orleans, there's a, a number of different ways that someone might end up being homeless.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was just—we we got yeah, a guy that's from Northern California, and I was talking to him about you coming on today, and he was mentioning that you know the people he talks to—he I mean, just moved over here in the summer. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, because of the the campfire or paradise, he's like, yeah, that's a huge issue over there now. Well, yeah, because the,
1: the housing vacancy rate was less than one percent mm-hmm. before wow. the fire. Oh, you cow. can't find it. I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no, no replacement something. housing. Mm-hmm. So. Jesus. Well, I mean, but I mean, we we're not that far out. We're 350 affordable housing units short. Yep. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty big shortfall. I, I don't know if you guys have been, we've had some involvement with uh, both Safe Harbor and, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you know yep. that uh, Terry was on the board of Goodwill for over years. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. cool. Yeah. So he's not anymore. And so we've done that, and I think like uh, Recycle a Bike. I think Don Kunkel over yep. there they they provide mm-hmm. uh, okay. bikes. Yeah, we know Don. To, yeah, we work yeah. very close. Oh, with that's all right, very good. Guy. So we provided Absolutely. just we're have him on. We provide, yeah, that would be fun. We provided a that. ton oh, of them yeah, yeah. Up, uh, through the Up That Bike product. We cool. totally outfitted us mm-hmm. with all the mounts for the bikes which she just loves over there. We yeah. hundreds of hundreds of mounts to help them keep oh, more organized, awesome, and man. Mm-hmm. Stored better, and then uh, you know, over at Safe Harbor, uh, you guys are both here because when they built that, mm-hmm. we donated a significant portion of all the like the serving counters and kitchen. Yep. we yep. built them all and then donated do a significant yeah. portion that. Yeah, that's awesome, those, man. So. Yeah. yeah, so we it was a cause that's near and dear to our hearts mm-hmm. here, so. Yeah. We appreciate that very yeah,
0: much. Sure, Thank you. you. Freedom builders is also. I want to have. Um, would Terry be the best person to have for freedom builders, or there's oh uh, Terry else or Skip, Skip Skip Brown okay. would be good. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I do want to have them on too at, at some point. Yeah,
1: Terry and, Terry and Skip. Yeah, they would be. They would be good. So yeah, they're they're people too. They're they're the ones. Uh, they're one of the. Uh, are you familiar with the uh, Freedom Builders at all, or I'm not. No, no, I'm still okay.
3: relatively new to the area. You know, I'm still learning everything out Yeah, there, so they,
1: they so. do uh, go, uh, what they do is they'll, they'll, they'll go, go know, out and talks. they're uh, mm-hmm. they are one of the safety nets. So they're uh, you know faith based thing, but they go out and uh, they serve people by helping them. Typically, it's mobile homes, but they'll go in and you know with a group of volunteers and you know, a lot of those mobile, I mean, the roofs are going there. Yeah. Mm. They are one good rainstorm for me and a client of yours. Mm. Um, so they'll go in and do roofing projects or they'll provide, uh, you know, sometimes they'll, um, have somebody, they have a house, but they can't get in because now they're in a wheelchair. Oh, so it's a volunteer and they have construction. No, they have it's volunteer homes. construction. So they yeah. go yeah. in and, mm. you know, like, yeah. you know, their things show the love, of, show the love of Christ through mm. serving and building projects like that, yeah. working with yeah. their hands. And, you know, they also have other volunteers, but they'll go and. um, you know, take care of this, you know, generally pretty severe. I mean, you know, there's people in these houses, mm. first of all, they're in a really, you know, affordable mobile home oh. or something like that. And then, you know, they're not very well built. Yeah, And so furnaces yeah. go out, sure. the bathroom doesn't even work yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know, that's so they do a lot of, yeah, a lot of bathroom. Yeah, yeah the basic yeah. needs. So, um, you know, they're out there getting those, keeping people, You know, taking those basic things, Mm taking care of those basic things so people can stay, you know, where they're at. um.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, obviously the people that do the kind of work that you do have, you know, care and have a compassion. Obviously that's got to take a psychological toll on the people there. Um, How do you guys cope with Mm -hmm. with that?
3: Yeah, that's good. You know, one of the interview questions I ask uh, any prospective employee coming in the door is that exact question. Oh, okay. All right, is, is you know, what are the ways that you practice um, self-health? You know, what are the ways that you are able to go home at night and, and man, I think I'm be able to start asking, just asking like, that question? Oh, huge, man. She's oh, huge In the, air, yeah. the social work field, burnout's
1: huge. It's a huge it issue, sense. man. Oh, so, man, my brother is yeah. a foster care brother, caseworker. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The turnover I mean he, he stayed in a long yeah. time, but like the average tenure mm-hmm. and then when he was working in Grand Rapids for Bethany, mm-hmm. I it was it was measured in like months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the average you know, once he was there for two years, like mm-hmm. he was the most senior person on a staff of like thirty case managers. Oh yeah well you're just, I mean you think it oh, foster no. care mm-hmm. just that's well, Shelby, you know all of it all of it's yeah. all of its tough work. Yeah.
0: Shelby did that, was a child welfare specialist for Catholic human charities for yep. a year and she's like, I can not do this. I'm exactly. Like, I couldn't do it
1: for
3: a day.
0: Yeah. I don't know how you did it for yeah. an hour. Yeah, like I said, yeah. a
1: year's a long
3: time. That's longer mm-hmm.
0: than most. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. And
3: so you know the answer to that question when I when I ask uh prospective employees and when I ask my current employees, you know, it's different for all of them. Yep. You now for some of them, it's, it's I go home and I spend time with my kids. For some of them it's I go home and I and I just play video games for you know 2 or 3 hours yeah. at night. You know for some of them it's you know, I go home and have a glass of wine and just read a book or sit in the bath or you know, there's any number of different ways. You know, for some of our staff, it's hiking and, and taking advantage of all the you know beautiful outdoors that's sure. offered up here in Northern Michigan. Um, you know, it, it just it, it as a company um, and really as a department over at the Goodwill Inn, the way that you the way that you take care of that issue is you celebrate the successes. Okay. Like you you focus on you celebrate the successes, you celebrate the wins. Um, you you know as a Organization, you try to bring fun into the workplace, you know you, you take time to laugh at the things that are funny. Yeah. Um, and you allow a safe space to be able to process the things that are difficult. Okay. You know, and, and I've told my staff all the time that they, at any point in time, are always welcome to come into my office and chat about something, whatever it may be, if there's something that they experience that is just really eating at them. Just come and talk to me. You know, talk to each other like we we need to lean on each other we need to support each other look the work we do is difficult man there was a time early on when i was home after a work day and i was kind of telling my wife a story about some of the clients that we were serving and and she told me i just like i can't hear that like, right. like <laughs> i love you but that's yeah like, this is like really really difficult stuff right and and really heartbreaking stuff um and so you lean on each other, you know, within the, the work environment and, and yeah, you provide those safe places to debrief. To refocus, you go home, you do something that takes your mind off it, and then you come back, you know, with energy the next day, ready to go. Really? And a hell of a lot of coffee, man. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. One
2: thing we started doing here mm-hmm. for, for stress is Mike's actually in our small conference room. We have some pillows to scream into. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. You so, yes. we, mm-hmm. you know, usually by Friday, it's just a stream of people. Yeah. Is he just waiting in line. Just waiting in line, going there, and just screaming into oh. the pillow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But yeah,
0: because, I mean, so, Sheldon, when she was doing the welfare, child welfare, she come and tell me about yeah this is the situation with this and I'm like I got mad because my battery died in my wireless mouse today so my life's not so bad. No, it's <laughs> it's the same keep... my
2: wife working with the, the yeah. AFC. because it's yeah. they have some permanent some temporary yeah. residence. so it's a yeah. lot of mental illness type stuff. Okay. So yeah, just some of the stuff here. It's just yeah. it's like my I'm
0: fine. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like there's obviously we talked briefly about it before the stigma the stereotype. Yeah, a lot of the, the media obviously perpetuates it with, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. So the more negative you can be, but what do you think is behind this general negative view of the homeless by the public? I,
3: mean, I think a lot of it is ignorance. Okay. I, I really don't. I think, you know, most people, sincerely, are good people who, um, you know, are just not really sure what to think of people who are homeless because. They've never experienced it themselves, and it's very difficult sometimes for us to, um, as much as we always kind of say the cliche of walking a mile in someone mm-hmm. else's shoes, it's right. very difficult to actually live that type of live with that type of empathy. Right. right? So I think a lot of it is just ignorance about the homeless. Uh, I think a lot of it is um, an uncertainty of, of not really knowing how to help. And so we just kind of, it's more convenient to just kind of pretend like it doesn't Mm -hmm. exist or to make excuses and to blame it on choices that people have made. Because, you know, my experience in life growing up led me to be stable and to have a family and to have a job and a house. And it's very difficult for us to sometimes put aside our (coughs) privilege as people. And... Um, so when we are looking at someone who is homeless, it's, it's much easier to, uh, to judge the reasons why they got there without knowing no. any of the backstory. Right. And so, I, I mean, I, I'll be perfectly honest. Yeah. I think a lot of it is just that ignorance of not learning or not knowing that there are a lot of different paths that lead to homelessness. It's not always because someone made a bad choice in life that right. led them there. Um, And the way that we're going to solve it is communities coming together and saying we're not going to stand for any one of our neighbors living on the streets anymore. Sure. Um, but that requires a little bit of rolling up our sleeves and acting. Um, and it's just much more convenient not to. Yeah. Um, so to be honest, yeah, I think that's part of it. And you're absolutely right. I think some of it is just that there's media bias out there. And, and there are certain types of headlines that sell. And there are certain types of um, news articles that that sell. And, yeah. you know, we, we tend to, in this day and age, we tend to live very um, divided in terms of our political perspectives, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we have a lot of people who... At least the media likes to thrive on this idea that there's the far right and the far left. And um, for myself personally, I I try to think of myself as as not being right or left. I don't really like the term independent. I like the term pragmatic, um, that I look at problems that are existing in our communities and I want to solve those problems. And the way that we're going to solve those problems is by putting some of the BS aside and, and sure. having conversations with people who might not have the same religious views as us, who might not have the same political perspective as us. But there's a problem in front of us. No matter how that problem got to be in front of us, it's in front of us now. So let's work together to fix mm-hmm. it. All right. That's kind of my philosophy on this.
0: Are you going to run so, in 2020? No. The presidency? No, no, I plan on – I plan on – I have no desire to vote. get involved
3: with politics <laughs> at this point <laughs> well, in time. Sure. Yeah.
0: sure. No, I mean no. that's – yeah, that, that makes total sense. You know, it's like it's not – Um, it's not this, 20, this 24-hour news cycle, but it would just – before you almost had to seek it out, like yeah, you know when cable got big, CNN, you know it was twenty four seven. But you almost had to seek it out. Now it almost seeks you out. Oh, like, oh man, just, I, I was on the phone.
1: It. I had a experience today that really, had I was on the phone with the guy buying a two Peter off of eBay. We got an antique two Peters out there, so they go, oh, you can't buy a new ones. So buying mm-hmm. of eBay. So I'm talking to the guy on the phone about it. It took him about forty five. First time I ever talked to him, about forty five seconds, maybe a minute into the conversation, mm-hmm. he's like. So what do you think about our president? Oh, my God. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Cause yeah. you might not want to know what I think about our <laughs> president. Yeah. And it was Depends. pretty clear. He's like, yeah. yeah, it was pretty clear that well, we didn't agree. So I didn't really want to get into that at all. Yeah. Like, have, why? why? I just want to buy you yeah. the 2 Peter. I don't. Are you not going to yeah. sell it to yeah. me if I don't agree with right. you? Right. I might not no. buy it from you right now. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was very strange. Very strange. Yeah, no, like mm-hmm. that's not a. Let's idea. go for the biggest, hot bum, most divisive topic I can think of. Oh yeah, right, 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 off right
0: the now, too.
3: <laughs> yeah. And you know, so it's it's very, very easy to sit beyond, behind our computers and to sit on our phones. And to use Facebook and, and yep. Twitter to blame everything that's in front of us on the other side, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's an easy thing to do. Yeah. Say, well, if, if the Democrats would just change all their social work, bleeding heart policies mm-hmm. that make excuses for these people, they wouldn't be in this situation. What? Or if the Republicans would just allow people to ha- to make a fair wage... And to create some affordable housing, then they wouldn 't be in this situation it 's very easy to just sling back and forth yeah. from a, from a you know behind our phone behind social media, and think that we 're making a difference it, uh, like that's that 's doing nothing but just making somebody else upset and making you feel better about the fact that you 're making them them upset um, it 's not affecting any real change like what 's going to affect real change and actually help solve? the issues that are in front of us is coming together in your local community, in your local neighborhood, and saying that, yeah, I'm not going to stand for a neighbor sleeping on the street tonight, and, and working on being a, being part of the solution, uh, and not someone who's just complaining about the fact that there's a problem, but not actually doing anything about it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so frustrating to me when I see non-political issues turn into political issues, mm-hmm. like homelessness, like climate change. It's like these are not. I mean, political issues are like how are we going to deal with this foreign country based on um, their economics or problem? But you know that kind of stuff. This is not. These are not political issues. Stop taking issues that are not political and turning them political just to further your agenda and just to make build yourself up and be like, look at me, I'm right. It's like no. And some of those. Like, oh,
1: I'm, I'm curious. Do you see any? I mean, you know, if you for 350 in short, that's pretty substantial view is there anything uh, you know on the horizon
3: or do you see any paths to start making a dent in that I mean- yeah so at goodwill we we have three um different apartment complexes that we operate um and you know in each of those different complexes you know we were able to serve several hundred individuals who were experiencing homelessness we were able to move them into apartments through that um there is there is a way to fix it it's getting people who have money and means to say you know what i'm going to use some of this to the next time i build an apartment complex i'm going to set aside eight units here 10 units here 12 units here to be low-income units affordable housing sure. units um and and just slowly chipping away at this a little bit of time it's, it's you know I'm, I'm not expecting there's going to be one person that comes in and says yeah i'm going to build 350 units but if we can as a community commit to you know 20 to 30 units every year over the next 10 years, you know, we can, we can end homelessness in Northern Michigan. So
1: you said you have an apartment that, Uh, that you operate. mm -hmm. Do you own the apartments or do you just operate them under? Yeah. Yeah, I guess what I'm curious is.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'll be honest, so this is starting to step a little bit outside my realm. So I'm going to okay. say that I believe, <laughs> right. I'm going to preface this. I believe that Goodwill owns these properties at this point. Okay. Um, but I'm not 100% positive about that. I know okay. we operate them, and I believe we own them as well. But I'd have to check back with our accounting department on that. Yeah. Okay.
1: okay. I'm just, I just yeah. you know, because I mean the, the most sustainable solutions are ones that um, can work economically. Also, so yeah, absolutely, it's one thing to say, you know, have these developers do you know make eight affordable housing units. Um, and you may find one, but to make that a sustainable, there you got to be able to set up some sort of model that makes that sustainable exactly. and has a, a reasonable, I think you would find developers that would accept a reduced rate of return, mm-hmm. but they're investors, so they're going to want a rate of return, and yeah. many of them either are not going to be able or willing, or you know, I don't know this, but it'd be, um. Reasonable to think that some of their financing arrangements would not, you know, not allow them to, you know, do those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that that couldn't be a great solution, but you know, you may need to some subsidies, you know, from some areas to make that, you know, to make a, to bridge sure. the gap, Absolutely. either to get the mm-hmm. return on investment because yeah. that's the way I see them, I'll, I'll, or I would
0: pay more you know. taxes if it helps. That's yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah or, say, or, or, so or there's, you know, I mean,
1: yeah. if that's kind of where mm-hmm. I was going, if Goodwill mm-hmm. either owns them or. Mm-hmm. operates them i'm just curious how, how they acquired them when because you know there can be mm-hmm. uh you know a revenue-based model where goodwill takes you know some of the profits you make and you know when they invest in that they're going to get not a investor level return on investment but at least cover the costs and be able to fulfill your mission in a much more you know, effective yeah. way if, mm-hmm. if you do that
3: obviously this is a huge project and i'm sure
1: it's been thought of and discussed
3: and Plan, but yeah, and, case, and you know, that. like I said, slowly but surely, you know, we're, we're seeing more units being built. We just got another eight units here recently. Um, safe harbor behind the property at Safe Harbor, mm-hmm. there's another uh land land lot there, um, where they're going to be building affordable housing units. Um, so you know, it's Good. it's happening out there. And sure. is that investor um, totally investor driven or a private development, or is it a private public? You no, know, that, that one I'm not positive about it, it, it. It again. That 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 kind of starts to muddy the waters a little bit as to where yeah. my area is it's just you know they, kind of there's some you know genuine, not, genuine so. economic challenges oh, for getting affordable
1: housing in Traverse yeah. city because the real estate's really expensive is. and the rents are really high yeah. so if i'm an investor yeah. i'm not going to build yeah, affordable absolutely. housing yeah in if, Travis city in those areas if you can make
0: um, more money somewhere yeah that's yeah what you're saying. As that's just purely a, just purely, purely as investor no, I'm, absolutely, not, nope, absolutely I'm not right. gonna do it yeah um you know
3: so what i've seen that is, is that is really interesting to me that i really want to explore a little more is so the cmh model they um will actually pay rent on a unit even if they're not using it they'll, they'll kind of pay a hold rent on it um so they're Like, I know people who rent their homes to CMH, and they have 12 months guaranteed rent on time. Uh, It's at a slightly reduced rate, but then that unit is always available, so if they have someone who needs it, they can just move them right into it. Um, That is interesting. Right now, the homelessness field doesn't have that type of funding stream set up that CMH does have. Um, But something like that to me would be an interesting alternative solution cuz at the very least maybe you're not making you know maybe you're not getting a full 100% return on, on your investment as far as a month to month rate but if you have a guaranteed check on time every month maybe as an investor you're willing to take a you know 10 15 20% reduction on your monthly rate if it's guaranteed that you're getting the check every month
0: Great. So what's CMH you know.
3: Uh, mental health, community
0: mental health. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah.
3: Got it. So, mm-hmm. most of, when they move into housing, into departments, I mean,
1: they're basically obtaining, like, a market rate lease or wherever they're going? Is mm-hmm. that is
3: yeah. that the case? Um, not necessarily. You know, okay. So, So, for a lot of the individuals we serve, they get a voucher through, the, through HUD, a housing choice vouchers, what we call it, and that's going to be at a slightly reduced rate. It's going to be market value as determined by the federal government, and, you know, if any of you have been paying attention recently to the federal government they don't always do things um in a way that is completely on par with what? with local municipalities right so yeah so in traverse city you know, that's a big part of the issue is that we have a lot of individuals who have these vouchers that are currently staying at the inn but again they can't find a place they can afford because you know the rent in Traverse City is higher than what the voucher will pay for. Oh, yeah. I'd so. be interested. I don't know the economics of it, but mm-hmm. i interested to see, you
1: know, what, if you did have an investment, you know, what it would take, what the difference is between the cost of putting in place mm-hmm. some affordable housing apartments versus the market rate, because I think oh. there's a pretty big spread there. You know, I think you're sure. getting it currently an excellent, I would think an excellent return on investment based on your investment. Um, you know, and the, the actual physical cost of the investment versus that yeah. immediate cash flow.
0: Mm-hmm. So what does Goodwill need right now, then? What are you guys looking for? As far as, like, volunteers, help, mm-hmm. what, what you know, what do you guys need right now?
3: Yeah, um, as far as volunteers go, you know, we, we could definitely use weekend volunteers to serve dinners at the inn. That's okay. a, a big need right now for Saturdays and Sundays. Um, we have a lot of little projects around the inn that... Um, we need done things like painting, you know, we, we could use new carpet. Um, you know, we have a really good deal with Sherwin-Williams on, you know, paint, gallons of paint that are like, you know, thirty forty 40 bucks, 35 bucks. Um, you know, we had a group that came in from Haggerty a couple of weeks ago and they brought like six gallons of paint and they painted some of our bathrooms as a volunteer activity. That was a great um, there was a bathroom that hadn't been painted in probably 15 years you know, okay. you know things like that just yeah. to kind of make the overall experience for our staff and our guests a little bit um you know, a little bit nicer while they're at the end we don't want to make a place that's so comfortable that people don't want to leave because again we're housing first we want to get them out of our facility into housing as quickly as possible but we do you know want to you know provide a, a living space that you know is respectful to the humanity of everyone that we serve. And so yeah, there's just some upgrades around the end we could use. Okay. Um you know we there's always a need for more bedding and and you know gloves and hats and coats and stuff like that. But really, you know we we try to get our clients to go to places like Father Fred for those types okay. of things. Cuz mm-hmm. so we really don't want again I think I mentioned this earlier, we don't want to create a, a place where they're so dependent upon us that they're not successful after they've left the inn. Okay. Um, so this is a conversation I have with guests you know, pretty often, um, that we don't want you to be too comfortable here. We want you to be comfortable, <laughs> yeah. we want you to have a safe place that's warm, we want you to have food, um, but we don't want you to start to think about the inn as being your home. Right. You know, we're, we're helping you find a home, this isn't your home. Um, we're going to make you, make sure you're safe while you're here. Okay. But, um, and you know, money, monetary gifts are always, always well taken (laughs) care of. You know, there's just, look, none of us went into this field to make money. There's not a lot of money going around. And, um, any time we get a cash donation, it's greatly appreciated. And there are a lot of different ways that we can use that to help serve the population up here. Um,
0: okay. So if, um, Where can, like, who can people contact if they know of someone who is homeless or someone that is going to be homeless soon? Um, How is the best, what's the best way to, to how and who Hmm. should they contact? I mentioned earlier uh, Northwest Michigan Community
3: Action Agency. That's going to be your number one choice. Um, and actually, you know, I, I should have written the number down. I don't have it right in front of me. That's yet. right. If you want to give it to, it to me, me uh, I'll give it to you after this. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. for sure. And I can. We'll put yeah. that like in the intro, or mm-hmm. we can just tack it on to the end. So absolutely.
3: And you know, you're always welcome to reach out to the Goodwill Inn. Well, you know, if it's someone who's currently experiencing homelessness and um, you know, you see them, you know, in a parking lot or under a bridge or something like that. You're welcome to call us, and we'll get our street outreach team okay. uh, out there to to you know get involved with the individual and see if there's someone who needs services. Okay. So, yeah. right on. You find it, Mike. It's a eight four four number. Is what it's going to start with.
1: Yes, it's eight four four nine zero 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 five zero zero. There it is. All, All right. right. <laughs> Deep trouble if the zero button on your phone doesn't work. Yet. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, All hundred zero five
0: hundred. All right. Nice. Well, is there anything else that, kind of as we're wrapping up, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you want to to mention, make a point of uh, letting people know? We right. yeah, went no, through quite a bit. We went through <laughs> <there> a <laughs> lot, guys. <laughs> and I
3: really appreciate the opportunity. Um, yeah, you know, one question I get a lot is, you know, if I see someone on the street who's homeless, you know, what can I do to okay. help? Yeah. Right. Um, and what I always tell people is, is say hello. Yeah, just say good morning. Um, you know, when you spend most of your day without any human interaction, um, where you know people kind of pretend like they don't see you, um, over the course of weeks and months and years of living like that, um, it's easy to build up a persona that projects kind of an intimidation. Um, because you've realized that that's what you need to survive. You know, if most of your human interaction is people telling you to get a job yeah. or, or kind of, you know, calling you names or being disrespectful to you. Um, the impact you can have on just saying hello and good morning, uh, giving a little bit of their humanity back to them and dignity, um, it can really make an impact on somebody's day. Um, so, you know... The people who are experiencing homelessness in this community that they are neighbors um and you know they have every right to be treated as a neighbor um and so that's what I would tell people who are you know just wondering what to do if I see someone on the street who's homeless, yeah, give them money if you want to you yeah, absolutely they, maybe they'll use to go buy food, maybe they won't you know there's a good chance they will um <clears throat> but yeah, just say hello to them and you know don't. Pretend like you don't see them.
0: Treat them like a person. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Nice. You guys got anything else? Man, we covered a lot. Mm-hmm. So people have come away from this with a whole new perspective. I think I did. Yeah, thanks, man. Great yeah. to have yeah. Yeah. having Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thanks
1: yeah. coming nice by. Nice to meet you. Thank you very much. You.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You very much.
0: Yeah. All right.